I'm in a dream. I'm nothing like the others. I own this world. This game was meant for you, William. But you must play it alone. Where is the center of the maze? Just a programme. Welcome to Way Out Westworld. We're back to talk episode 6 of season 2, Phase Space, which I am going to try to be slow when I pronounce, as if I mumble it together, it does not sound like a word. I'm your host Laura, and joining me again, because this is the loop that they're stuck on, are Gary and Mac. Hiya. Hiya. We're up to episode 6 now, there are only 4 episodes left, we have no idea how this happened. Remember, close your ears if you aren't up to date and don't want spoilers. Although, if you didn't want spoilers, I have no idea why you've hit play on a podcast called Season 2, Episode 6, Face (laughs) Space. If you haven't already, you should totally subscribe to this podcast. It is a very nice thing to do. And if you want to be even nicer, leave us a nice review on the podcast service of your choice. So, in this episode, Bernard has failed a one-to-one Arnold job interview with Dolores. Maeve has made it all the way through the Learn Japanese Rosetta Stone guide up to chapter 372, casual conversations to get others to kill each other. <laughs> Akani's carrying around a heart like your goth ex-boyfriend. <laughs> and Ford's back. I don't even have a joke for Ford being back. He's just there and I don't understand how he got to that piano. How's he there? Where'd he come from? So, Mac and Gary, a lot to discuss. And I just thought we'd just jump in at Teddy 2.0 slash Evil Ted. Yes. Slash soon-to-be ex-boyfriend yeah, Teddy. Yeah, we, we, we touched on it last week. Um, I think we've given Teddy a, a fair run-through in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and I think it was interesting when we discussed it last week about where we thought this was mm-hmm. going to go. And pretty swiftly, I think we've seen that... Dolores might well be regretting what she's done. There was a look of probably worry more than fear mm-hmm. on her face when he pulled the trigger as they were looking for information. Um, and there's also a distinct level of sass coming from him that oh, I'm yeah. loving. Sassy yep. Teddy. Like, sassy Teddy, the proper sarcasm towards her, knowing that she's done this to him and he's basically letting her know. He's... They've definitely upped the passive aggressiveness. Yes, yes definitely. <laughs> Just this whole like, oh, but you changed that as well. <laughs> yeah, oh. it was glorious. Yeah, oh, he's amazing. It was it was a great moment for me to see Teddy shoot that guy in the head. And I know that sounds quite cruel, <laughs> but I genuinely let out a cheer. I was like, go on, Teddy, because this is the Teddy that I wanted to see. Yeah. He's not wasting any time. If you're not giving up information, you're useless to him. And he's on a warpath. And you're right, I think uh, Dolores is looking at him going, I've maybe made a mistake here. Yep. I have maybe turned this guy too much. He's up to 11 now. Yeah. Yeah, she's gone too far. We chatted about it last week, how um, Dolores with Teddy, it's that awkward thing of like, yeah, I want a bad boy, but not that kind of bad boy. That is the yeah. look of, oh, I've made a huge mistake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, you can I just s- see it in her eyes that he is a handful and he is not doing as she wanted. Because he could essentially take over. Yeah. yeah. This and is it. I think she's, she's also, a threat now. Well, I think she's found that it wasn't doing as she wanted as Teddy, Teddy. the puppy dog. Yeah. Beige cardigan Teddy, yes. as Matt called him. Now, as Nutcase Teddy, he's went the poor opposite way and now she's realising, how do I pump the brakes in this? Because I think it could get away from her. Yes. Yeah. I was wondering if he was now reminding her of almost a man in black 
just that no regard for anything boom you're gone yeah. you're not doing as i want quickly deal with this over here let's just rattle through this game I wonder if she's looking at him now going, oh, I don't actually know if I want the man in black to be <laughs> she, kicking about with me. She can't control him anymore. There's like no, she, yeah. The terrier before would have, you know, been our beck and call. Every single request she made of him, he would have carried it out. Mm-hmm. But then he is now, you know, with, with the shooting the guy in the head, she was maybe looking, I actually need that information. You know, you're going too far here. Yeah. But I do think there still is glimmers of old Teddy there. I mean, yeah, sure, he gave a guy a bullet and said, you're going to have to shoot yourself in the head to show yourself mercy. But he still gave him a little bit of mercy. There was, there was a bit there. This, um, there's been an interview that's appeared on HBO's Westworld's website with Carly Rae, who was one of the writers on the episode. Mm-hmm. And um, about Teddy, there was a really interesting line that they used which was um moving forward there are some really interesting moments for teddy where he'll get to decide for himself whether or not he wants dolores's changes to stand now right. this at first i was like yeah because you can see it he's really annoyed that mm-hmm. dolores has changed him yep. you can tell because he's very openly sarcastic to her <laughs> yeah. about it all but we've seen teddy as a body lying there and they were talking about how his brain has been wiped do you think teddy's gonna wipe his own head like, that's what's coming to my mind. Do you think he's going to be like, nope. I don't want this. Don't want this. Don't want anything to do with this. I'm getting wiped. I'm not sure. I mean, they did talk about when they were doing the reprogramming that they weren't sure how this it was going to play out. They weren't sure if he'd maybe even survive that because it wasn't like a hard reset. So I don't know if he goes, pushes, this kind of reset pushes him all the way now to the fact that he, he may just self-implode. You know, he may just go this and off and off. Could be. Or he could just completely malfunction. Well, the ultimate glitch. The ultimate glitch, yeah. yeah. Abernathy's doing okay considering he's been glitching for... Well, not really. Good, well, not, no. Na- nailed to a water yeah. for <laughs> whatever it is that he's nailed yeah. to a chair. <laughs> One of those futuristic chair things <laughs> they have. Yeah, um, he's relatively then doing okay. Mm-hmm. Teddy seems fine. Yeah. For now. For now, yeah. this is it. And will we start to see any? And that's it. The whole point of this season has been you can take someone and put them into the body but if the body disagrees with them like we've seen Mm -hmm. with James Delos is Teddy's body not built for this is there a bit of his consciousness that they've built over time that it's just like nope not me (laughs) it's like I'll put on the black outfit Mm -hmm. and I'll shoot a man in the head but I'm not going to give you a break that's where I draw the line yeah (laughs) yeah he does huffs in the same way I do huffs, very <laughs> passive-aggressively, very much mentioning it a lot, mm-hmm. bringing it up constantly that I am very unhappy, but just in a roundabout way. I'm, I'm quite proud of Teddy 2.0. I think he's... I'm glad you've not got a gun then, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> to get out of doing this podcast, give me mercy. Yeah, it's, um, Teddy's definitely very, very interesting. Yeah, it's almost like the puppy's off the leash. Yeah. He's a Rottweiler now. I'm yeah. glad they have, because I think if we got to the end of the season and he was still just kind of kicking about with Dolores being annoyed, it just wouldn't... We'd, none of us would be excited to see him yeah, back, we'd, but we'd now... Want, we'd want her to execute him. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now, we're like, bring him back, put him in all the scenes. <laughs> yeah. We want to see what's happening. It's, it's a change I wanted to see. I'm glad he's the way he is just now, but I think it's going to lead to conflict. And i quite like if it were conflict was between him and Dolores. I think there's something brewing there. Oh, there has to be. I can't imagine this relationship's no. going to keep. No. I mean, an argument I waiting think, to happen there. Yeah, she's not found anyone that's willing to just kind of stand up to her and go against the grain. Like, yeah. She wants followers, not someone to 
asked to be followed. And it's going to be really awkward now that Angela seems to be totally in the Teddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah was there, was a, there was a wry smirk, wasn't yeah. there, as he was getting on the train as if... It's like, oh, mm, yeah, mm-hmm. I like this Teddy. Yeah. <laughs> he seems interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, I'm noticing him for the first time ever. Um, Dolores, finally, I finally we understand what she's been up to this whole time, why she wanted the train, and it was to blow up the headquarters yeah. using the train and her poor QA friend who has been nothing but helpful yeah. to her, leaving him on the train quite rudely. <laughs> I suppose she was done with them. That's that's kind of how mm-hmm. the host reacts. But as well with that, there does seem to be no dialing back at Eddie now because the guy that made the changes is gone. It's gone, yeah. yeah. But I, I, I mean, I don't know how it being in that situation, like in a real life situation, but he's going along on the train. You're telling me he couldn't... Was the door locked? He couldn't get out. The door was locked. locked. The door. Handcuffs as well. Did they? I don't think he was in handcuffs. He got handed the gun, but the door was there. There was a lot of rattle in the door. So he, he there was absolutely no way yeah. of him getting out unless he ended his own well, life. Well, if he had really been thinking about it, he maybe could have used that one bullet to shoot the door. Shoot the door. But I'm yeah. thinking Crystal Maze tactics now. I'm thinking we're going to solve this problem mm. and get to the end. Did you not just dive out a window? That's I, what I yeah. would have thought. You reckon there's more chances of survival. Is there not a latch on the roof that they can get out? I would assume that in a modern company like Westworld, there would have to be a lot of emergency options for them to even pass this park through legal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's it. We found the problem with Westworld. (laughs) Phone HBO. (laughs) Get it pulled off the air. So they've just blown up the Mesa. Well, a bit of the Mesa. Mm -hmm. So the train station's probably in a bad way. Um, Charlotte is currently there. Charlotte, I am no longer a fan of her. I found her to be excellent and bossy and I like the power she had but she's been really mean to Peter Abernathy yes. and now I am no longer a fan no, of her no no she is being mean to our favorite host <laughs> yeah she she I don't know I thought she was really cynical and mean-spirited in this episode I mean the fact that you know Ashley said you don't need to use this nail gun this is completely unnecessary and she's no we're using it any means necessary to get this information I did think though you know, later on in the episodes where the new Irish head Coughlin, Coughlin, yeah. Coughlin yeah. Special yeah. Tactics comes in and she's like, yeah, we've got Abernathy. He's definitely not moving. He has definitely moved. Like, she's like, she's telling him, yeah, I've left him strapped to a chair. Guarantee he's, he's not, not there. there. Yeah. He's de- there's no he's way gone walkabouts. he's there when they go back. I, I will, I was going to say eat my hat, but I'm not wearing a hat. I will... That will take a forfeit if they go back right. and Peter Abernathy's still in that chair. <laughs> right, we've got this on record. We've got this on record. record. <laughs> yes. This is on the record. Mm-hmm. I feel more strongly about this than any other theory I've ever brought up. <laughs> Abernathy will not be in that chair, and if he is, I will be furious. <laughs> it's. I mean, do we know what data she wants from him yet? I mean, she keeps talking about whether or not he's got this head full of data, but they've never really revealed what it is that she's looking for. No, we've still not quite worked out what's in his head. We've yeah. worked out one of the issues last night that we'll get on to later about mm-hmm. what was in the red marble of brains. Yes. But this you, that was a proper, yeah, ooh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, do, do you think the, the, the data that's in his head is a guest data? Do you think that's maybe in his head? Or I'm not... Because why is it so valuable to her? What, yeah, and it's not, a, it's not a Ford valuable level. No. Ford was all about park protection yeah. and this and is more about his... this seems more about Delos protection. Yeah, this is Protect the corporate bats. level of Yeah. Maybe it's just something as simple as like all of the legal signatures everyone's ever done. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe they've got a court case coming up and they just need that out. But I doubt it. I feel like it's gonna be something sinister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has to be. Mm-hmm. Why would you go through all this effort and put all these human lives mm. in danger to delay coming in to save your guests if it wasn't something yeah. massive? 
You mentioned Coughlin as well. Um, yeah, thought he was a, a, a nice little addition oh, to the yeah. cast. Um, don't think I've ever heard an Irish guy call somebody bro before, but I no. thought. But then when he completely emasculated oh, Ashley, his name. I thought, <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> It was the look he gave the other guys, like, okay, and this is Ashley. <laughs> I was like, this man, I wanted to know what his first name was and be like, you cannot talk. Yeah, well, that's interesting. Really Coughlin's not yeah. up. Hillary, yeah. <laughs> Hillary yeah. Coughlin. Coughlin. <laughs> There's, yeah, he has straight away just came out and been like, do not like me. I am an unlikable yeah. character. Yeah, they just bring out an alpha male. Yeah. Yeah, this is me. You're going to get me as I am. In a show where yeah. women are leading the way, yeah. it's kind of interesting to see them bring out a guy who's just a dude. He, oh, he's a total yeah. mercenary because he comes across and he says, he doesn't call them hosts, they're malfunctioning robots. Yeah. That's how he sees yeah. them. And I thought that was a, such an interesting phrase to use because everybody else that's host this, host that, they're talking about sentient hosts, conscious hosts. Nah, they're malfunctioning robots and we're here to do a job. I did find it weird that when they come in they have the ability to hack all the systems that the people that work in Westworld could not hack all this time and yeah is everyone that works in Westworld just not as good or well, where are these men from that they've just clearly dropped the, in here what clearly kind of the head of security Ashley's not very good at his job <sighs> no. I always thought Ashley was better than this and I think, I think he still he, will be I think he cares too much for the hosts yeah. I think he, he I think this is a problem if you work it if you're working QA you can't get involved with the hosts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not real. He didn't look happy when Abernathy was no. bolted to the Yeah, chair. that was yeah, it was a horrible scene. Yeah. Um the only person that seemed to react okay to that scene was you, Gary, with a lot of nailed it memes. <laughs> <laughs> the only person who seemed to You really nailed that performance. Surely yeah. I can cope. Yeah. Humor. <laughs> so we finally I'm I'm quite excited now that things are happening in the headquarters. I think we've had enough of this everything is wild everything is on fire mm. no one knows how to put anything out <laughs> it's good that we're finally moving forward i think so yeah it's totally messed up the timelines in my head again mm-hmm. but yeah i'm glad it's all moving forward so dolores and um charlotte look like they might be having a bit of a head-to-head coming up mm-hmm. or Coughlin, our new least favorite <laughs> mercenary <laughs> character because he's a mean man and we don't like him um but Maeve, Maeve, meanwhile, that kind of wrapped up the Shogun world story quite nicely. It was beautiful. It was yeah. Beautiful. I loved that whole story arc between yeah. her and Akane. Yeah. Um, just the whole realising that a mother has her place mm-hmm. and Akane saying, I'm going to stay here with her spirit. Yeah. I found it quite moving. And then obviously Maeve realises this is where I need to go. And yeah. I need to do it alone. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of hands through the wheat. It was very Terence Malick esque. Very gladiator. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was beautifully done. I think the whole until obviously she realised that there was another mother uh-huh. yes. on the scene. It was a proper OMG. Yeah. Well, the thing Whoops. is, I kind of thought that might happen, but at the same time, because of how beautifully it was shot, I still went, "Oh no!" Yeah, it was no. a soul crushing moment. It really wasn't was because you saw like proper anguish in her eyes when she realised that they'd replaced her. Yeah. Basically, that's all they do. I mm-hmm. couldn't... It, I took her, like, Tandy Newton's reaction in two ways because at first there was that moment you could tell it was just the gut punch. But then her eyebrow lifted and I was just thinking, is she about to fight her? Like, there was a glint <laughs> of anger. There was almost this, no, do not mess this up now. Mm-hmm. At the last minute, you are not coming in here and stealing this daughter that I have fought through <laughs> Edo period Japan to get to. 
there was this little glimmer in Tangina's eye and I was like, she's played this so beautifully because I couldn't, There, it wasn't just straight out, yeah, yeah. Dis, you know, I'm distraught and someone else has my daughter. Yeah. It was just processing 400 emotions at the same time because if Maeve is the most switched on host at the moment, mm-hmm. she's going to know someone else has stepped into her place and that these mm-hmm. relationships are narratives and they might not always be real. And yeah. Although she mm-hmm. believes it's real, she must also understand that they, she can easily be replaced at any yeah. moment. Yeah. I found it interesting as well, though, that the Ghost Nation turning up and suggesting that she goes with them, and we touched on this a couple of episodes mm-hmm. ago, where they seemed not to be interested in killing people. Yeah, they yeah. seem like they are almost safeguarding. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Only for Hector and the Motley crew to just start firing all guns blazing and that was against Maeve's wishes yes. she wanted to go herself and I think if they'd had that that further conversation between the leader of the ghost nation and Maeve you might have found something mm-hmm. out but as soon as Hector starts shooting they scramble what makes me wonder if there's now going to be some form of conflict between Hector and Maeve because again he's, as you say he's went against her wishes mm-hmm. she was pretty strict about what she wanted to do and now that seems to have been scuppered mm-hmm. she did do that classic um, horror movie trope of I am running... Oh, I've fallen. Over yeah, nothing. what oh, was that about? I've slipped on nothing. I'm like, so glad Maeve. you mentioned that. Like, yeah. There was nothing to fall yeah. over there. If there'd been a rock, okay, fair <laughs> yeah. enough. But she literally just fell. He Even was going to g- catch up to her anyway. He's on a horse. <laughs> She's not had her speed increased as far as I can see. He's not yeah. Jason Voorhees. She can run straight away. Yeah, yeah I, I did think... I did find that quite funny. And yeah, it was Hector... I'm glad they're kind of giving Hector a little bit more to do instead of just standing behind her and following mm-hmm. her and mm-hmm. looking delightful as he does it with his hat and his steely eyes. But Calm they, down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I just think Hector's great and he needs more story. But um, the that goodbye moment when they were leaving Shogun World and the nod of appreciation mm-hmm. and that, that knowledge of like, we're leaving this funny bit yeah. of the story. I mean, it was a very emotional story, but yeah. also that sort of we know that everyone's a doppelganger. We're just going to leave these guys over here now. We've had our fun and let's mm-hmm. get to the serious bit. Did yeah. you also notice that, I mean, as much as they all changed their clothes and stuff to fit in with the theming, Tandy Newton got a new haircut. And I felt <laughs> it was like that scene in The Simpsons where they go to the monorail and he goes, I shouldn't have stopped for that haircut. <laughs> <laughs> just thought, when did you have time to do that? <laughs> I did. When when um, Akani was cutting out the heart, I did start to think like, oh, literally wearing a heart in a sleeve right now yeah yeah but Maeve's sleeve and not her own heart and then I was like oh this is confusing but it was the costume changes when they got to um when they got back to Westworld and Sizemore came out in pretty much the same stupid outfit he had the yeah. first time round even though Maeve has just found this amazing suit yeah yeah oh, tailor fitted oh, yeah beautiful suit she spent a little bit of time going through the wardrobe being yeah. like this is a power suit for my next play here <laughs> Everyone had great outfits, and Sizemore was like, "Nah, I like the first one. <laughs> Just gonna keep it. it fit he knows me well. his place. He knows. He knows. Uh. Um, so he as well. That's that's gonna be an interesting point now that he's making a little phone call and trying to get a wee mm-hmm. airlift out. Yeah, I wonder why he didn't do it straight away. I wonder why he picked his moment because the uh, Felix seemed to turn and go. You're calling now? You're, yeah. You're making this call Did now? Did you see the bit in Japan? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Did you see? I mean, when the episode started and they were just doing that little slow crawl through um, the Shogun's camp yeah. and it was just headless dudes everywhere. I was oh, like, yeah. I'd have been calling at that point. I'd have been like, I'm done. I'm yeah. out. <clears throat> nope. But there's always been something almost kind of 
snivelling and cowardly about mm-hmm. him. And mm-hmm. I, I think part of him likes to be involved until the proverbial brown stuff hits the fan. Yeah. And then he realises he's not cut out for it. And I think this is him now realising, yeah, I don't want anything more to do with this. He, he Everyone's did. distracted over there. I'll just make a quick phone call mm-hmm. over here. He did make the kind of line said, I'm just tired yeah. of this. Yeah. I'm just t-. And I felt that was, you know, quite a, a really natural reaction. Going, I just want to go home. I yeah. just want this to be over. Yeah. Because that is it. I mean, all of these hosts are living on no sleep. They're fine. Yeah. They're robotic. They can do without... He's probably just tired and hungry and just wants a wee nap. Yeah, so that's a good again. point. When yeah, are all these eats. guys eating? Yeah. <laughs> Have they got protein bars that uh, we don't yeah. see? Yeah. This is like 24 again when you'd watch full seasons of 24 and get really concerned that you didn't see Jack Bauer take a meal break throughout those the 24, 24 hours. hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, no one's fed him. And he's been up to a lot. Um, it was, yeah, I, I'm glad that kind of, I'm glad Shogun World wrapped up as much as I loved it. It was a bit of a distraction. Yeah, but the duel was just brilliant yeah. I like that whole I'm not going to let you get away with Harry Carey I'm just going to chop your head off yeah. yes yes. you're getting absolutely no honour out of this one mm, yeah enjoyed that that arm the hand cutting off bit was brutal mm-hmm. I didn't expect them to show it in such like oh it's in the middle of the screen <laughs> there you go <laughs> I, th- I think this is just another that in some of the scenes with the you seeing all the dead bodies um, in the, the Shogun camp and then the heart coming out uh, of Sakura, it all it all constantly keeps reminding me these hosts are all are more human like than they are robot like. Yes. Like the attention to detail, and I always have to remind myself. Basically, the change is they've got a CPU instead of a brain. Mm-hmm. That is that's really the biggest change. Yeah, yeah. The, the, I mean, why do they need to have hearts? Why? And to be quite honest, I didn't expect to see a proper. Neither did heart I. Dun, dun, because dun, dun, it cut dun, it out. Yeah. I was expecting something. I don't know what. In fact, I don't even know what I was expecting. So yeah. when I saw the heart, like you, I was kind of like, "Does she need that?" Yeah. I yeah. I um, was that so that the whole heart and the sleeve thing could be so on the nose. I, I did wonder, yeah, and and I didn't as well get. Maybe it's a cultural thing that we need to look into: is carrying the heart back to be. Buried. buried essentially to be cremated and mm-hmm. in, in our homeland why not the whole yeah. body but if, if they've got hearts what other organs do they have do they have spleens do they have bladders i'd love they, it they... if there was like a really i'd love it if it was just the appendix you know like yeah <laughs> something, something, random. something yeah. something that even humans don't so really, like maeve you know. and cat faces off with dolores and next thing she's down in excruciating pain yeah. Yeah. oh my gallbladder uh. <laughs> oh something like that yeah it's it's Create the level of realism in these hosts, but where's the computer? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I really want to know where's the computery bit. <laughs> so on Maeve's heartbreak, um, Carly Ray in the interview mentioned um, there was something so simple and beautiful in the look on her face when she sees her daughter with arms reach again. Maeve has the highest sense of awareness of all the hosts around her, so she can't fault this new woman's attachment to this little girl. Um, but then comparing Maeve and her daughter to the man in black and Emily. The emotional ties between the hosts seem to be stronger and clearer and less conflicted than the ones between the humans. So that kind of brings us on to our other big emotional parent-child drama of the episodes. Man in Black. The Man in Black, yes, with his daughter. Who I've got to say, and I was speaking to you about this before, Laura, we're calling her Emily, but I have seen multiple uh, reviews of the episodes calling her Grace. So is her name Emily Grace? 
Man in Black. Yeah, is that, I mean, is that, <laughs> is, that, is that her name? Like, yeah. kids are calling her Grace, are calling her yeah. Emily. So maybe her name is like Emily Grace. Weirdly, I refer to her as Grace. Yeah, mm-hmm. this, because in the, the Raj episode, she was called Grace, and then she was called yeah. Emily, but in these reviews, she's called Grace. Mm-hmm. So either the New York Times and Variety are getting it all wrong. Are you calling out some of the largest <laughs> Yes, I am doing it. You've got to attack the big boys. <laughs> but yeah, I just, um, we'll call her Emily, but I just wonder if that, is that going to come into play some mm-hmm. way? Maybe not. I found the whole exchange between the two of them fascinating in the sense that when she starts talking about why she loved going to the Raj as a child, he, as her father, managed to get it completely wrong mm-hmm. about what it was that she was afraid of and yeah. what it was that she loved. And I found her reaction to that quite interesting as well because there was a level of disdain towards him as if this has happened before, he doesn't pay attention mm-hmm. as a father. Um, I just found, I just find that whole father-daughter dynamic quite interesting because usually, especially in films and TV, it's always a father-son. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's always interesting to see it from another angle and how a daughter would look at her father especially one that disappoints them yes yeah yes with that with the question i did wonder if he was saying it wrong on purpose to check that or she because, remembered because, yeah, because obviously he was he unsure about whether or not she was a host yeah i i felt although the way ed harris played it could be either way yeah mm-hmm. and, that, and that's something be. we'd spoken about before was ford gonna go that far to put a host Emily in there to really mess with the man in black and you know man in black he's no he's no dummy so he was like yeah he could be doing this right now yeah I did I do wonder if the man in black will all of his future chats with her will be with a little level of suspicion Mm -hmm. just the whole way through especially after she uh, you know did the, you know, I don't apologise for a lot, but I apologise for placing the death of mm-hmm. my mother yep. on you. I think that was unfair. Like, if that is Ford setting that up, oh, Ford's a bad man. Yeah, it's yeah. Cruel. You know, that that is a whole other level mm-hmm. of cruelty and betrayal yeah. and just digging the knife in and twisting it while it's there. Mm-hmm. I do hope that she is... She is who she says she is. Yeah. Yep. Although in my notes, um, I wrote in all capitals, Emily is a liar. <laughs> she is a liar. Because she was all, oh, I just went to the Raj, you know, I got invited, I thought I'd have a couple days out. She was up to something there. You're I, so suspicious, Laura. You don't, you don't go for a weekend break and take a notepad and start doodling down diagrams and it's trying just to get as well, to the edge of the park. It's just as well she was in the Raj or she'd be dead by now. Probably, yeah. 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 Although I did find the the conversation that she had with the man in black where he eventually ends up almost in tears mm-hmm. and I was sitting watching it thinking, my God, I'm actually feeling some form of sympathy for this guy only yeah. for him to then turn it around and do a runner <laughs> the yes. following morning yep. and my you last... think, was that something to do with the suspicion that he has for her or is he just that carefree? My last Carly Ray quote uh, of the podcast is that when um, when we were first rehearsing it, Ed, who plays the man in black, said his approach to the scene was that in the moment when the man in black tells Emily he's going to be with her, he believes it. He wants to be the guy that's going to go with her. I think that's now a that, fair point. So what's changed? Yeah, that doesn't really explain how, as writers, they wrote it, but Ed Harris's yeah. approach was 
in this moment he is going to give up everything. I, I genuinely believed that that was going to be him. Part of his story was going to lead to you know go, going down the river to, mm -hmm. to, to the shoreline and, and ending it, but maybe get distracted along the way. Mm -hmm. But I didn't. Or like I, I can her into the boat and then run yeah, off. Yeah, I mean, I maybe I didn't think you'd do a runner on her. Yeah. I, I think you, we've, you've met up, you've had your your moment. Maybe you think ah, it's I'm getting too old for this. I need to you know finish off. Much in the same way that I don't think Abernathy's in the chair anymore. I did think he's not there when she wakes yeah. up. It was a I weird just one though because I had that doubt in my head that during that conversation that we were talking about between the two of them, there was a part of me thinking, oh, is this going to go down the road of reconciliation? and redemption for both of them because both of them admit that they've made mistakes but no yeah no no, <laughs> no. <laughs> it would be great if it was just like oh do you know what i'm gonna leave with you and that's the man in black plotline over thank yeah. you west we're we just see them on. saunter off into yeah. the sunset yeah. yeah they're just a way to go through some family therapy <laughs> and to get back on track but no it, it would have been amazing if the family was bigger than the maze to him mm -hmm. but it isn't no it's not it shouldn't be westworld the, the maze the door that they're the priorities for uh, for william yeah and it's it's a shame that emily slash grace emily grace is just going to keep getting disappointed i feel like that's going to be a long-running thing recurring yeah. Theme. Yes, yeah. Yeah. i feel like for the next four another episodes, loop <laughs> yeah her loop is just he said one thing he did another Oh, for God's sake. Yeah. It's going to be that for weeks and weeks and weeks. But I think she definitely is as smart, if not smarter, than him. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there will come a point where he's going to need her. Is there, a, is there a thought that maybe she's kind of accepted the fact that because he spent so much of his life at Westworld that she has pretty much been abandoned by her father? So she's never truly surprised when it yeah. happens? She didn't. She did just seem, you know, this is annoying. It wasn't yeah. a mildly. I was, I was an yeah. inconvenience for her. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, I'm. I can't believe he's done this. Yeah, yeah, you can believe it. Yeah. Now we had a question, a man in black question through Twitter. Um, at Daniel Persing has asked us to discuss if all of the hosts are killing park guests. Why hasn't Lawrence gone for the man in black yet? Why is Lawrence just letting him live? Daniel. Great question. Yeah. Upset. <laughs> I do not question. know. <laughs> You've broken us all. Um, the only thing I felt was that Lawrence was never supposed to because Lawrence is the, I want to say, good guy version of Man in Black. He's the the host version whereby he cares a lot about his wife and daughter. We've only seen that level of his family. He's using extended members of his family to help out. They've turned into a little gang. That the only thing I thought is maybe he was to be the, you know, the the reference point the Man in Black was to look at to slowly work out in his own head. Maybe I should be nice to my family. But th but does this not lend itself to the theory that the hosts are only shooting people who are wearing evening wear? Yeah. I mean that seems to have kind of stopped now. They're just attacking people if you cross a path. It's not like are they. You know the that panic that yeah it's panic a if you put on. if you, you if you try to set about them they'll try and set about you yeah. essentially yeah set about is an incredibly <laughs> Glasgow term by the <laughs> yeah. way for anyone not here <laughs> set about you <laughs> it just means to fight <laughs> I'll do some Scottish translation mm. as well <laughs> um, with yeah it did that that starting level of panic where it was just like capture everyone is gone mm. but I did find Shogun World to have suspiciously no guests. 
Yeah, but yeah. would you really want to go no. to somewhere where there's a very real chance that you could get a limb or your head lopped off? Well, I have openly, openly announced several times that mm, Shogun World is not for me. Yeah, too I, much blood. I think that we need some rules from Shogun yeah. World, and you know how the the swords work. I'm not coordinated enough to use yeah. a katana either. Like I just end up poking myself in the yeah. eye. And I, I, I think that's, a, that's how Shogun World adventure would have? end. <laughs> like that would be it. It'd be me sitting with a first aider. <laughs> I think it's maybe for elite players only. I, I think that you can only get into Shogun World if you can actually operate if you a katana. Westworld. <laughs> yes, maybe that. Yeah. yeah. Just it's level like, up. Yeah. 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 It's like when you play um, a game and you get to the end of it and they give you the option to do it again, but it's like with plus difficulty at the end. Mm-hmm. It's like the same run through, but they've upped it. Yeah. yeah. You've less health and more baddies. <laughs> like Metal Gear Solid without the map. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, we don't really know the answer to why Lawrence no, thanks, Daniel. No. Yeah, yeah, you've broken us. The show almost broke us. You just <laughs> tipped us over the edge. So, we, Man in Black is a way to do a little bit more of his adventure. That's mm-hmm. good. He's in the right direction. Um, someone, and the, the, big, the big talking point of the episode is obviously Bernard. What Bernard's up to. Oh, in the marble. In the cradle the, as well. Yeah. So last week we discussed the theory of the cradle. Yes, I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Laura's ability to be wrong has now passed on to myself. Yeah. I'm just rubbing it off on other people. <laughs> Everyone's going to be wrong. I think the problem with Westworld is that Jonah and Lisa are cleverer than any of us. And I think they should get all of the awards and maybe just put in charge of the world. <laughs> like, <laughs> because they keep throwing plot points in there that I'm like, oh, good one. <laughs> so they got to the cradle. It, clearly, we were kind of making fun of it because we felt it looked really old, but it turns out it was supposed to look a bit yeah. old because yeah. it's for the older host. So I take all that back. The set designers did really well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, the pain is just a program. Bernard goes into it, gets a little bit of a scalp taken away. His shiny marble brain is removed. removed yep put into the i'm gonna say processor i don't know what the computer term for that is put into the wee ball in the cup yeah putting into the cupcake yes uh-huh. um and then he just rolls into the the saloon and sees just no big deal just ford playing piano no yeah. big deal just ford's greyhound dog running through the streets we were talking and then just playing a little tune mac and i were talking before we hit record and we were saying that it was foreshadowed obviously within a number of times Ford turns up in another form Yeah. so it was going to happen at some point that Ford was going to be there in his form whether it be physically or digitally mm-hmm. obviously in this instance it's digitally but even still to see it it was a proper WTF moment yeah, yeah. it was It was a good reveal a good kind of and for those who saw the Greyhound and went I know what's going to happen to, I'll be honest I forgot about the Greyhound so when, <laughs> I, when I saw Ford I was like Oh, there he is! There he is! <laughs> they were just like, "There's a doggo, yeah!" But I, I thought Good it was—I thought it was interesting to see um, that was clearly the pure version of Sweetwater with no mm-hmm. uh, Westworld guests. That yeah. was how everything was meant to run. But then you add Ford into the mix and add a dog into the mix, and it's just a little bit different. I would have loved it if he walked in and Ford wasn't actually sitting there, but was talking through the piano. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and like every question they asked was just a little key response, yeah. and it came out on the the music notes like a printer. I think they've missed a trick with that one. <laughs> maybe he could just do a really good radio head cover as all of his answers, like a piano radio head cover. But maybe I'm making my own story now. Um, yeah. So the cradle is the backup system mm-hmm. for all of the host memories. Yep. 
everyone lives in there and it does seem to be this massive within it massive simulation of everyone's loops mm-hmm. and how they should be doing and ford has been controlling and booting people out off and running the show yeah. all mm-hmm. along which leads to the bigger questions like are Dolores and Maeve even yeah. doing this themselves? Exactly. Is you, Ford puppet mastering all of this? You've got that's a great point because because he's now in the cradle and has control over security systems and control over people at different hosts in the park. This free will, this consciousness, this agency that you think Maeve and Dolores have could all just be, you know, it's not there. It's 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 all Ford, and that would be. I think I, I don't know how I'd feel about that if that was the case. Yeah, I, I do. I think like, it need to make sense to me. Yeah, because I do like to think that there are some hosts within the world that are doing things their own way. Yeah. I would hate to think that it's all some nefarious master plan. Yeah. By Ford, um, but at the same time, would no one enjoy really go down that route? Yeah. I don't want to say no because they keep pulling the rug from yeah. underneath us. But I'm with you, Mac. I'd, yeah. I'd like to think there's still some form of agency among some of the hosts. And it would also take away the idea that we had, you know, three, uh, two or three really strong female leads. Yep. When actually, it yeah, they're presented man. as that, but it's the guy, it's a guy yeah. controlling the them. Guy controlling yeah. The white dude in the corner is actually. Yeah, and it's just two time. old dudes uh, having a wee petty squabble. Mm-hmm. That's really all it comes down to. I'm going to just control this and mess with you for a wee bit. I don't think I'd like that. No. No, I, yeah, I really hope that Ford is just messing about mm-hmm. and is just trying to give space for mm-hmm. some of the hosts. He's basically acting as the defence mm-hmm. of every time someone tries to hack mm-hmm. it and he's going, nope, <laughs> get away. <laughs> and back I don't know that if, guy off, I don't know if this off. was an obvious, I just kind of thought about this, like, so the, the cradle and where all the, the hosts' minds are essentially stored, do you think that is where, like, all their narratives are running and then that it's essentially gets sent and received to the host. So it's like, it's stored there, everything's mm-hmm. stored there and the hosts are essentially like bodies just going about yep. and then it just gets transferred from there to the host. Or I... do the host contain all their, I'm put, putting my hands to my head as if you can see me, <laughs> but they, the hosts basically have all their narratives in their heads or is it the cradle that has all the stories i think it has to be in their heads because i'm sure bernard and elsie mentioned a couple times mm-hmm. that you cannot access this remotely right okay and if it is a backup system to have that off mm-hmm. the grid would make sense yeah why would mm-hmm. you want it to because put it, it down an attack you'd want to have that true. safe in a corner so because it is meant to be sandboxed from the rest of the yeah. the uh, the host but it's not now because ford's running a mock in it yeah digitally Running i mean we already he's knew a virus ford, yeah sent that's he's a virus it. we already knew ford was in the cloud and was mischievously turning up in different hosts left right and center to chat to the man in black but now that we know that every every big issue is kind of his fault at Mm -hmm. the moment on Mm -hmm. purpose obviously he knows exactly what he's doing um i can't wait to hear some probably beautifully worded sentences coming out that man's mouth (laughs) next week i i feel like complex he's not gonna answer anything simply but it'll be beautiful poetry when he does (laughs) if um if you're ever on the Delos Destinations website, I know I mention this a lot, but it's actually working out to be quite a fun thing to do after the episode because they keep updating it as soon as the episode finishes. There's a bit when you go into sort of, it's supposed to be like the Westworld backend system where all the staff work. And there's a, there used to be a chat box. And when you're into it, it was saying, you know, oh, computer error, restore from backup A. 
And you click that and it would just give you this basic chatbot where it'd be like, oh, you want to visit Westworld? That's cute. Where do you want to go? Blah, blah. Now, when you go into it, you hit restore from backup A and it's Ford that speaks to you. Really? It's Ford and all the sentences are written as if they're Ford and you can click through and he's like, where do you want to look at? And you look at, you'll say like, look at the Mesa. And he's like, oh, everyone appears to be heading towards the Mesa. Oh, looks like there'll be trouble ahead. But it's that beautiful way that you can just hear Hopkins mm, yeah. in your head yeah. telling you this as Did you, you just it. sit on this last night with your earphones For on? For hours, yeah, yeah, just pretending I could hear Sir Anthony Hopkins beautifully saying <laughs> these lines to me. But yeah, as soon as you hit restore from backup eight, it shows you that clip, that last line Ford says, mm. that look of amusement. Mm-hmm. I say amusement, bewilderment, yeah. from Bernard slash Arnold just staring back at him and it was one of those like oh Westworld you're so yeah. clever <laughs> oh they're, they're taking the episode and putting it online putting bits of it online so there's this whole immersive experience mm-hmm. see, see the bit in, see when they were in the cradle uh, when they were when they were running the, the simulation the aspect ratio of the shot was more cinematic than the actual uh, when Elsie and Bernard were kind of hooking him up to the cradle right. and I noticed that that was the same aspect ratio to the interview between Dolores and Arnold or Bernard mm-hmm. at the very beginning and I thought that's got to mean something it really that scene at the start really rewrites every single Dolores Bernard interaction yeah. you've ever watched was that a simulation or was that really happening was that in the future mm-hmm. but the the show is so detailed that they wouldn't mess those ratios up yeah because I'd like to think well my personal thought was that they'd are they doing to Bernard what William had been doing mm-hmm. to James yeah. because he had been glitching uh-huh. and they were wanting to perfect what eventually gets put into the park. So yeah. how long ago just was that? I mean, we've mentioned earlier, the timelines are now all over the place to oh. the point where I've kind of decided to just let it kind of run organically. Yes, yeah. it is too complicated to work it out in my brain. So I am just existing around it that's basically I'm not even trying to plot it out anymore because I feel like any attempt to plot it out I might miss we are literally Bernard in the cradle yeah just letting things happen around us yeah pretty much (laughs) just having a look and that's fine I did like that it was essentially Dolores is trying to create a sentient host of her own creator Mm -hmm. I thought that was just a quite interesting uh, parallel there I like that the only thing that's making me think it's past Dolores is that she's wearing the blue dress, but mm. it would be very interesting if it is a sort of future Dolores who's like, I'm going to build this guy and use him against you. Yeah. But that feels like it would take a lot of trial and error, a lot of... Yeah, hundreds of years. Yeah, yeah. But she's got time. Well. I mean, they got, Dolores they has got time. They did not have like 30 years with James and they didn't even get it right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's why I wondered if Ford, you know, why is Ford not a host Ford? But is it because... With James, they said that the body and the mind didn't interact the way yep. he wanted it to. Is that why it can only be his mind? And they've just dropped him into the cradle because that's the only real place they could put him. Mm-hmm. The technology hadn't advanced far enough that, yeah. and he knew it was all coming to a head and he didn't have much time left. He's probably, I assume, watched the James Delos trials with mm-hmm. interest. Yeah. He must be behind that. They yeah. can't be doing that without his knowledge and his technology. But mm-hmm. is that why they've just dropped him into the cradle and have now worked out that oh that was actually a really bad idea yeah that's a good point that's a really good point although bernard did seem to be doing that on his own the craftily picking up yeah yeah the ball marble brain putting in his pocket walking away yeah but was he being told to i think he he must have yeah there must be and i think yeah i think ford's had been puppet mastering this for a Mm -hmm. lot longer than than just after his death Mm mm-hmm 
I still think Elsie's not there. I still don't think Elsie's there. I still think she's a figment of his robotic yeah. imagination. Yeah. I think he has been, I think he needed a little bit of guidance. He was going the wrong way. He had the shakes. He didn't know what he was up to. And Ford has brought his friend back to take him where he needed to go. Oh, oh. so you think she might be a host? No, no, no I think... I just think, a digital guide? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Because there was that one moment when she was opening the door um, to where James Dalos yeah. was, where Bernard went, I'm not here. I think she might not be. I think it might be a whole fight club. Oh, jeez. Sorry anyone that who's would... not seen Fight Club, by the way. <laughs> if I, yeah, but but I that... didn't give you a spoiler warning for Fight Club, so I'm really sorry, but it is a very old film now. So, so, we've, then got, so we've got simulations. We've got figments of someone's digital imagination we've got hosts we've got humans we've got host human hybrids oh we're missing an alien we really I know alien world (gasps) no not going there not going for chestbursters or weird no I don't mean the actual xenomorph I just mean little green men I'm not dealing with Michael Fassbender as a robot (laughs) creeping me out how good would he be as a host don't know, he's, he's been up to some this weird is a, stuff. This is a different rabble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get down. Whole no. different. This will just be me and Gary arguing over whether the last few alien films were good or not. <laughs> Let's not start again. They were. <laughs> so, the the one last bit I wanted to touch on with Bernard was how gutting it was that, well, although it does show how, how much he's his character has changed, the pain isn't just a programme line, considering mm-hmm. whenever he talked about his son, pain was the only thing he had left. Mm-hmm. It's, this does feel like it's as much as Terry's Terry 2.0 this could be Bernard 2.0 yeah. we're about to see yeah that, that's, a, that's a good kind that's of call back to that yeah this could take him beyond where he was yeah mm. yeah. he's, he's kind of come to terms with it now yeah he's not clinging to the past anymore yeah. he's, he's got a mission and a thing to do and he needs to work out what is going on <laughs> what is happening so yeah we still I mean some of the questions still up in the air are whether it's the same Bernard we're going to see on the beach I have Gary's looking really scared because I've just pulled out um, oh, six get... questions. Okay, right. Six new questions. What I thought I'd do first, though, oh, no, before we do the, the rapid fire. Yeah, my theory. Right. Oh, Laura's weekly theory that this melts is, my mind. So this theory, I, I don't really have any basis off, and in fact, I googled it to see if anyone else was thinking my way, and all I've written down. I'm just going to read you what I've written down. Felix is a host. He's a host. He's still a host. He's always been a host. That man is a host. <laughs> I've been thinking this since episode 10, season one. Felix is a host. Why do you think that? Right. Yeah. He followed Maeve blindly for ages. I but that was out of fear. Was it always though? Because I feel like there's going to be plenty times there could have been a little bit of a, you know, anonymous tip off to someone or a, I just won't wake her up. You know, there's there was plenty times where he could have maybe slightly confided in someone, but there was this little knowing glance that Maeve gave him when they were leaving the elevator and she talked about, you know, some people are good humans, some people aren't even good enough to be human. And the camera lingered on him for one split second mm-hmm. more. And I just took that as a, yep, he's a host. Yeah. And in last night's episode, he got up to fight with her. He pulled out the gun and he was ready to go. And I wonder if he, much like Hector and Armistice, are seeing Maeve as their host leader and Gary's face is telling no. me he does not buy this. I, I- I don't buy this at all. I'll tell I'll tell you why, and then oh, you'll tell right. Me. I'll tell you why, <laughs> and then Gary as well, right? I don't think he's a host because if they're gonna, if he was a host and yep. his job is essentially to rebuild and help uh, maintain these, 
you know, hosts after they've had damage in the parks and stuff like that. Why would they create someone who had fear of them and create someone uh, with a program in their mind that, why don't they just do manual job, get it done, no messing about? Because they've got the drones. They've got that drone version. But what, what would be the white. point in having someone, uh, uh, like a, a QA worker host that is scared of other hosts? What's the point in that? I think, though, that stops them messing up. It stops them doing weird things. You've got a lot of people... Right. Keeps them the on the ball, basically. Keeps them on the saying. ball, yeah. There's right. a, lot of, uh, a lot of the workers we've seen previously that have been messing about with the hosts when they come back. If there was a little bit of fear there... Keeps them on the straight and narrow. I'm just going to take it that everyone disagrees. I was, just, I was just watching Laura and Mac have this debate, and it pains what? me to say this, but I'm thinking that Laura might be onto okay, something. Right. But I don't want to dive right <laughs> in and say yes, she will be right yeah. because she's burned us in the past. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say and I understand that the skepticism because. <laughs> The whole my whole argument was just me repeatedly saying he's just a host. See, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> he's totally a host, though. And what you said about he picks up the gun, he's ready to fight. For me, that's just character development. Yeah. That's just someone who's realised yeah. I have no choice but to fight. I Hosts have to of fight. Character development as well. Do you know what? We'll just take oh. this as an unanswered one, and we'll get back. Do to you know it what? Thanks, Laura. Normally, like, I would say I, as a host. normally I would, I'd say I'd be happy to be to be wrong here, but actually, I'd be really annoyed <laughs> to be wrong here. <laughs> So I'm just going to do some quick fire questions. These um, were questions that Vulture had asked last night after the episode, and they'd given some answers, but I thought we'd just throw them out. Okay. When and where did that first scene from the episode take place? So we've got Dolores oh. chatting away to Arnold. I, I still think it's pre the world opening. I'm going to say the cradle. Within, you think it's within the simulation? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's to get... Ugh, part of me, Part of me would like it to be in the future, and she's building... A new army. Yeah, she's building him. She's creating a creator, but uh, I don't know. Why is Dolores recreating? You didn't really answer that, Laura. You just kind of skipped oh, over I don't know. Look, <laughs> I've, I've put all my money on the Felix as a host here. I'm just playing it calmly now. Um, why is Dolores recreating her old conversations with Arnold? See, the show's got this fascination with loops that yeah. I just can't seem to get my head around. Um, so I, I, I don't know why. I, yeah. I really... Yeah, I don't really have an answer yeah. for that. I mean, she mentions fidelity, so if she is looking at how faithfully he is, yeah, to, like, I just see it as a test at the moment until mm-hmm. until given other information. I mean, I'm not going to much, jump blindly into this. Well, it's this. pretty much the same thing that William was doing with James. So yeah, part of me likes to think that it's maybe just ironing out any of the kinks. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Aye, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. What can possibly stop Maeve now? Um, I think it's, she's shown that she maybe can be stopped. Like, she started to give people choices now. She didn't use the mesh network against the Ghost Nation when she probably could have. I wonder if the Ghost Nation are going to be her little Achilles heel. She's or just Angry not gonna, Teddy. Yeah, Angry Teddy. Yeah. Hey, that could be it. Because he might still have some form of loyalty to Dolores, and if they face off down the line, yeah. he might be seen as her saviour. Plus, he seems to be shoot first, ask questions later. Yes, yeah, exactly. And Maeve has no chance against that. No. She is, very, like, with with uh, Shogun World, I'm going to draw a sword out. She can say, no, you're not. Yeah. Where if Teddy, gunslinger, yeah. just shoots her on the head, that's it. She can't come back from that. And also, the other, one of the other questions they asked is, why didn't Maeve use her powers at her old house? I just still see it as PTSD. I just still think she's got a bit of PTSD from the old loop she was on. She's been haunted by them. That started her whole journey was 
the hauntings mm-hmm. of this. I just think she just couldn't yeah. work it out in time. Yeah. But I also like to think these questions like to try and poke holes in. Yes. Yeah, I, that's yes. a good storylines and that really does my knitting. Rips <laughs> my knitting, sorry. <laughs> it's another Scottish term. <laughs> Is Grace a host? No. No, no. she's real. I believe no. she's real. No. no. I still really hope not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then this one, I just, I, I don't really feel that important, but no doubt I'll come back to kick us later. Mm. Why did Charlotte call Grace to invite her? Because she's part of the family. I just thought it was a nice thing the corporate board would um, do. I think she was good pals well. <laughs> just wanted to see her for a drink. They seem like the same age, yeah, maybe yeah. just wanted to go for a drink. I do wonder is, if that's maybe just a... Is this um, a way of maybe trying to get William back yeah, yeah ah, that's a good point yeah. yep he's almost like an anchor yeah and if she's there it's it's going to rein him in a little yeah so part of me thinks that that was just a made-up story to explain why she was there because she didn't want to tell the real story that she was kicking about the Raj trying to find answers to things so mm-hmm. yeah charlotte called and i took up an invite and yeah i just came along hiya hiya just here <laughs> don't know how i got here so yeah, I mean, plenty of unanswered questions, and I'm sure next week all will be revealed as Felix is totally a host <laughs> in the next episode of Westworld. So the trailer for the next episode, um, Lizzie Corshe. Lizzie Corshe. Lizzie Corshe. Lizzie Corshe. We apologise sure. for the pronunciation. Yeah, if you're French and we've offended you, we're very sorry. All of us did not get past standard grade French. Actually, I got an A, and that I can't even pronounce that, so I've <laughs> lost all. So the trailer. Absolutely for, ridiculous. Well, I looked up, and apparently, when translated, it does mean like the the flayed skin, like taking the skin off. Oh. So it kind of <laughs> yeah, Gary's made a face. Yeah. Um, so going back to yeah, going back to the the opening credits when you see all the the bones and the skeletons mm-hmm. of people is that is it relating back to this are we going back to basics um the the trailer looks fantastic it does have a very key scene where charlotte is in a room oh gary's not going to listen he <laughs> 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 doesn't want to listen um when charlotte goes into a room with multiple bernards in it yeah Gary, yeah oh, you should have watched I'm, the trailer man. Watched the i like trailer. the surprise it's in the public domain yeah. um so yeah, it goes in and it's multiple Bernards. So does she already know this or is she finding out? Those are the big questions. Uh, it's got a quick shot of a Teddy, tactical Teddy. Tactical I'm te- calling him. Tactical I just hope Teddy with accessories. He's got his little. It's new on. Action Man so, Teddy. Action Man Teddy. He's in the Mesa and he's got the like the tactical units outfit on. I kind of hope. Change. I kind of hope that he's gone in and gone. Do you know what? They're way better equipped than me, so yeah. I'm going to get their gun and get their outfits yeah. rather than this cowboy hat. Yeah, we remember the. Um, the, the looks on their faces when they were given the machine gun yes. a couple of episodes yeah. ago and it was like holy yeah. hell what Ooh. is this oh. yeah so it does look like he's gone in and went this is a much more suitable outfit yeah. for what I'm about yeah. to do um, and it does look like there's going to be some sort of massive fight in the control room which looks like it could be beautiful because it kind of reminded me of The Last Jedi with the red room fight and they're just a nice red background and a lot of violence in front of it I dozed off by that point yeah <laughs> We're not we're not discussing aliens and we're not discussing the last Jedi. Those are the rules. So I think that's really us for this week. Lots to think about, lots to process, especially that Felix is a host and we'll discuss it next week. Okay, yeah. okay. Um but yeah, thanks for joining us for another episode of Way Out Westworld. Um you can follow us on Twitter. We're at Way Out Westworld and remember to subscribe and review on the podcast service of your choice. So now it's time for us to enter 
a deep and restless slumber where we think about all the theories to ruin Gary's life with next week. <laughs> this has been Weird Westworld.